Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, August 27th, and you're listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of spiritual lift to your day. Before we get into our scripture discussion, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth be pleasing to you. May all of our thoughts be pleasing to you. And may we look to you to be our rock and our salvation. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen to our passage from Matthew's Gospel, the sixth verse, verses 19 through 34. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, when you're on a road trip, what is your convenience store snack food of choice? Um, so if I'm driving and trying to stay awake, sunflower seeds, they're like the key to keeping me awake while Just I like original salted? Uh-huh, okay. yeah. But um, I never steer clear of a Reese's Cup. Uh, Reese's Cup at every stop, please. What about every you? Stop. Um... Well, it's pretty much tradition of whenever Allie and I go on a, this isn't a convenience store, but every time we go on a road trip, Allie makes homemade Chex Mix. Oh, Lord. And it is, she's kind of the snack queen. She just like has, 
I don't think she wears a fanny pack, but that's what it seems like. She snacks at it all the time. But if I get something from the store, it's going to be peach rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the apple rings. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Mm. But to our scripture, this passage tells us to strive first for the righteousness of God and let everything else fall behind that. What does that mean? How can we do that? Can we even do that? So righteousness, an easy way to think of what that means is to think about right relationship. We should strive first to be in a right relationship with God. And that means recognizing that God is the author of all life and calls us into service. And so we are. We should always think of our relationship with God first before all of the other things. Um, so, I mean, yes, that is possible, but I also think part of our human sinfulness is kind of this like attraction to all the shiny things that are right in front of us. And so we often get distracted from those sorts of things. I think, right, the part of the greatest news is that even when we get it wrong, we are still offered grace. Um, but what do you think about righteousness? How do you remember what that is or what it might look like? I, I always enjoy... Because righteousness has just been colored for me so much of kind of like, uh, you know, don't swear. That's righteousness. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in um, trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that kind of um, like uh, piety, um, that kind of uh, ethical pieties is hmm. what righteousness for me uh, has kind of been for a long time connected to. And so finding a new way of understanding it is... One, I love, and I've heard you say that before, of thinking of it as right relationship. I think that's so wonderful. And another way for me to think of that is is because the Greek word for righteousness always also means justice. And so what is justice? Finding the rightness yeah. <laughs> in relationship among one another. So uh, strive first for the justice of God, um, I think, is, is a really wonderful way to think of that, of, of what is, you know, what needs to be just in the world in my own life and my relationship with others and my relationship with the world and my relationship with God, because, uh, you know, it's not just in how I, uh, interact with others or interact with God. And that's where grace comes in. Um, and so when you think about that first and, you know, this passage hits on so many of our, uh, so many of the things we struggle with in life of, 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 anxiousness of anxiety of covetousness of you know existentialism uh-huh. uh and it's saying you know when you first contemplate the justice of god and that you've been given grace uh, and god's given that grace to others and now calls you to go out and seek that rightness mm-hmm. with others um then i think it completely colors all of those huge burdens that right. we hold um do we do that well? I don't. <laughs> um, but it's a call. And it's, you know, one of my favorite things is like leadership isn't necessarily teaching you anything or not leadership. Teaching isn't necessarily teaching you something new. It's just reminding you of something you already know. Yeah. And I need to be reminded of this literally every single day. I like the way you put it about uh, justice because I do think what we're called to is a work we can never finish a work that I often feel like I never even get close to, 
work that also, <clears throat> no matter how well I do it, there are systems in the world and institutional sin that keep that from happening. And yet, <laughs> we're still called for that. Yeah. And I think about all the places where, you know, before you come to the Lord, go and make sure all is right with your brother. Um, I think that's a pretty good description of what my, my life should be. Uh, how many people are, have we, you know, there's the idea of like someone who is like very wealthy, but has no close relationships because they're, they, you know, pursued wealth so much that is, and the same way, whether you have wealth or not, but you know, people who, you know, don't have the love of friends and family around them, and then everything else isn't worth anything. I don't think that made any sense. No, no, but, totally um, but that's what I think about, right? This idea that we have to remember what's more important. It is more important to act ethically to those who have less than it is to succeed. And and to jump back to the proverb that we read yesterday that starts out with, the rich and poor have this in common, the Lord is the maker of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as we've talked about, you know, we've hit a lot on the importance of, of caring for the poor and not cheating the poor. And also there's brokenness amongst the rich who is, who the Lord has made as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and so I think that's, you know, that there needs to be grace, uh, with all people. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love the idea that, um, this is something we can never do on our own. Yeah. Um, it's always enabled by the Holy Spirit. And I think for me, the generosity is, I have to be generous in my trust of God that even my small efforts can in some way help build the kingdom. Friends, with that, we will close with a quote from the American psychologist B.F. Skinner. He has written, A failure is not always a mistake. It may simply be the best one can do under the circumstances. The real mistake is to stop trying. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.